It's Oklahoma Archery. Everything archery based out of Oklahoma for Oklahoma. Let's get it started. Welcome, everybody, to another Oklahoma Archery Podcast. I'm David Bosca. I'm Nickel Neal. Neil, up, I, got, <laughs> I got something I want to bring up real quick that I haven't talked to you about, but everyone, this is our 25th episode already. 25, Neil, does that feel like that already? Yeah, it feels like it flies by. Yeah, this is our 25th recording that we're doing, um, and there, we're going to try and hit on two or three real quick things instead of one all the way through, um, but let's start with the the furthest back of what we need to talk about, the Vegas shoot. You went to Vegas, man. Tell us about it. Well, it was a uh, fantastic trip. It's the third time I've shot the tournament. Um, shot a little bit better than last year. Didn't uh, didn't throw any off the paper. And once those Vegas nerves set in, and they, and they did, they do for a lot of people, um, we landed them all on the paper. I kept them in the middle as much as I could. And it's a, uh, it's truly an incredible experience to be uh, surrounded by that many people shooting their bow and arrow. If you guys haven't gone to it or haven't heard about it, you should check it out. Um, they're going to have it at a new location next year. They're in the middle of rolling out all those plans. So they're, they're growing. So if you didn't go next year or if you didn't go this year and you want to go next year, absolutely the time to do it. Uh, they're going to be at bigger venues. They're going to be at uh, a couple of venues next door to each other. So instead of taking over one giant casino in Vegas next year, they're taking over three or four adjacent um, buildings with a bunch of convention centers and everything else. So if you didn't make it next year's the year to do it. Yeah, I understand. And it's even going to move to the 1st of March from what I'm understanding. Um, and then the indoor nationals will be moving into February. Uh, so there, there's just some slight changes and I, I personally listen to all sides of it and let's be real. Archers hate change, but I believe that this will be for the right thing. I, I, they, they've done a tremendous job on the growth of it and I can't imagine them making a bad decision, um, right now. So I think everything will be good with Vegas. Yeah, I think um, Paige Pierce put out a really good video summarizing. It wasn't the venue's fault. It wasn't a bad breakup between the NFAA and the South Point. It, we just we outgrew it as far as rooms and restaurants, and we're going to have a, a bigger event center for the finals next year. Which, if you if you, you all the video footage is posted towards the shooter and it looks kind of cozy, but it's standing room only in the back. I mean, there's it probably seats five or 6,000, and there's another 3,000 people standing up in the hallways behind you. So they're going to have a bigger place to do the shoot-offs so everybody can get in there and hopefully, you know, have a seat to watch the, the pros shoot-off because that was, that was pretty cool. They tried uh, – I don't know if anybody out there, you know, pays attention to our live feeds or not, but – They'd gone to a service that was charging, I think, $5 to watch the shoot down. And it had malfunctioned right in the middle of the important part of the shoot down, like towards the end where it's getting down to it. So we were one of, I believe, three. There was a guy out of Texas. Our buddy Scott Booth was live streaming. Oklahoma Archery was streaming it. And uh, a buddy out on the West Coast, I think, um, 
one of Wendell's friends from Archery Unfiltered. He had it. So there's about three of us there that kind of went viral for a second. I think the views got up to five or six hundred at, at some point right there. And it, we, we'd been hovering around 60 or 80. And all of a sudden it was 200, 300, 400. Um, that was kind of cool. Yeah, I was one of those that had paid for the feed, uh, the $5. It wasn't a bad deal. Didn't mind. And since it went bad, you know, they did exactly what every upstanding company should do. By the next morning, they had already sent an email out to everybody that had subscribed and saying they're just going to give that money back to everybody. So, hey, there was nothing wrong with that at all. So they, they, did, a, they did a good job. They, yep. There you are. Did you lose me for a sec? No, no, I still see your pretty face. Everything's going on just fine. Yeah, buddy. But no, Vegas was Vegas was rough. Vegas was rough. You uh, you go up to the practice room and it's it's kind of it's kind of dark, but that doesn't really affect me too much. And the shots are all breaking clean. And you go start scoring, and it's a totally different. It's uh, it, it was amazing how terrible it was. <laughs> I was talking to. I was talking to Chris Sanders and I just did, I just shot my three arrows and I'm walking back and I said, every one of those shots feels different. They all feel that all three of them were bad, but they all felt bad for a different reason. And it was like, as soon as you get in your peep and you push on it, something's going wrong or it, it just, I don't know. Something about that place brings out the absolute worst shots in people. And I think a lot of it's, I mean, it's not just me. If you can shoot within 10 points of your normal average in Vegas, you had a pretty good day. And it's we had some, some Oklahomans that shot wonderful. We did. We had some good Okies. Um, I know Brian and Chris, um, let's see, Jack, uh, a lot of our local Jack. guys that, that all shoot with us, uh, they did great. And I know we had, there was a lot of the Red Hawks team that placed and did wonderful. Um, Jeff and Gail Steel team, they were there. Um, uh, the the group out of Sepulpa, I always forget them, Twisted Arrow. They they had a group they're out, there. They're out west. Yep, yes. Twisted Arrow was there. Um, yep. Let's see, Tom and- Tom and Kathleen had uh, Lydia Murphy took home a podium position. I don't know if it was third That's or second, right. but uh, yes, yep, had the the recurve kids. Joe Goodwin shot a personal best with his bare bow. Um, and let's not yeah, forget, yeah. let's not forget Lawson Vet. Yeah, made it to the made it to the big show. Didn't drop but a handful of X's the whole time. Um, did it when he had the did it when he had the flu. Hate to. Hate to throw that out there, but he definitely didn't feel 100% from what I was told. Um, and shot shot lights out. I mean, the kid's an absolute machine. Yeah. Um, he's, he's out of, I think, Lindenwood Academy. She's yeah. For their college college team, if I'm not mistaken. And that is awesome to see, see that coming from Oklahoma. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we're waiting on a guest, folks, and once they get here, we'll get them introduced and bring them into the show. But, Neil, what else you want to cover? Listen, I'm trying to think. There's got to be something else that happened, and I can't quite put my finger on it. Um, <laughs> um, oh, there we go. They're actually here. We're going to 
Won't you go ahead and bring? There we go. I, I was just I was just messaging him. Tim, can uh, you hear me? I can hear you. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. I got. Sounds good over here. All right, we are splitting cameras here a little bit. I have Easton on my. Well, it's inverted a little there bit. We <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it's perfect there. There, there it is. There you are. What's up, guys? How you doing? Yeah, we are good. We are good. It's been a busy day. Uh, Going to knock this out and get back to working on the on the range. So getting ready for the weekend. Well, we won't uh, we won't keep you too long. We hadn't got to our we hadn't got to the foam yet. We were still talking about the paper. Everybody, we got Tim and Easton Greg with us here. They are out of Hugo, Oklahoma, and they were out there slinging some arrows in Vegas with us. Um, Easton, I hear you shot shot pretty good down there. Tell everybody your uh, tell them your what your division you're shooting and tell them run them through your gear real quick. Yeah, so I was shooting in the men's compound flights in Vegas. Um, for my bow, I'm just kind of shooting the elite verdict, uh, victory arrows, hamski rest and peep sight, excel sight, and bow finger scope. Um, nice, nice. Yeah. Was this your was this your first year shooting it, or have you done it before? No, yeah, this is my first year shooting. I uh, didn't really know what to expect as far as I guess score wise, but kind of shook out pretty good for me. Obviously, I'd like to have a couple more points back, but <laughs> that's about how it goes. I hear you, man. I was I was right there with you. Yeah, it's uh, you know, Vegas. What we learned pretty quickly is, uh, you know, you start with a perfect score, and it's up to you to keep that perfect score all the way through. So there's there's no room for error at Vegas. But man, it, it was a great experience. Some ups and downs for sure. That's right. It's pretty uh, pretty pretty nerve wracking when the bow goes from practicing and just landing three middles in a row to holy crap! I don't know if that hit the paper when it broke. Uh, definitely, definitely nerves were a factor. Um, it, it happens every year, but sounds like you, you, you got out pretty clean. Where did you, where'd you end up in the flights? I ended up in the second flight and then I was, went into Sunday tied for first place in flight two. And then after everything was said and done, I think I landed about 14th place, um, in the, in the flight two, I think it was about like 50th, 40, 50th, 50th overall out of like 1,300, however many were in the men's spots division. So, Congratulations. About, that about is some 14, awesome 13, shooting. 1389. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. pretty, that's pretty stout, dude. I mean, yeah. you look at anybody in that, that top 30, top 50, top 100, there's not many of them that are going to be shooting, you know, flights very long there's a few there, there's a few you could call sandbaggers and about 48 of them that are either going to be pro next year or the year after yeah. it's uh yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get you don't want to get too close to the top of that first flight because everybody's like all right how long till he's shooting for somebody and I, you see him you see him all all the time i, I remember him um year before two years ago had them down there on one of my bales, and then all of a sudden they're off in the arena with the pros. So enjoy it for enjoy it for a year or two. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things that you know, just maybe a couple, one or two points separates, uh, you know, a pro score from you know any other score, and it's just a, uh, it truly is a game of perfection. I, I I didn't shoot this year, but I watched him shoot ninety arrows through binoculars, and I'll tell you. I, I think I was more nervous watching him as a parent, you know, behind the scenes as he was on the line. Uh, 
doubled up my blood pressure medication a little bit, but we, we made it through. Easton, right. I got a question, Easton, I got a question for you, bud. After each shot or each end, do you turn and look at your dad and go, well, what, what was it? Well, what was yeah. it? You, do you? After, after the arrows where I kind of, I kind of know they're probably not going to be the best. I just look back for a quick, for a quick reaction. <laughs> If if he's slapping his forehead like, oh my god, um, you know that's not good. But if he's off out gallivanting around getting a Coca Cola or something, you yeah. know you're doing good. Yeah, yeah, it kind of tells me that I'm getting in my groove. If I look back in, he's you know nowhere to be seen. <laughs> we're good now. And a lot of times it doesn't even take that. I can tell by his body language immediately where the shot yeah. was. You know, it's just you yeah. know, and then he looks back with that that yeah. well, did it did it hit or not? Look, so yeah. <laughs> So overall, Vegas was good. You tell anybody out there they ought to go next year. It is up to you. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's it's one of those shoots that you know, no matter what the result is, you're going to leave knowing more and feeling better about your shooting before you came. As far as mental game strategy, shooting under stress, it's just one of those you got to go and get one under your belt. Yeah, there you go. And I would would throw a shout out to a couple of locals, um, Oakey land for hosting the, the, this ain't Vegas shoots and also G2 uh, over in Ardmore for starting that because really we are down in Hugo and there literally are no indoor facilities within about two and a half hours. So, you know, if it weren't for those guys giving us the opportunity to travel and, and get into the sport of indoor uh, it wouldn't be a possibility. So thanks to, uh, those guys at Oki Land and G2 for sure. And also Next Arrow over in Salisaw. Yeah, it's those places that are doing the work week in and week out, all the way through the fall, all the way through the winter that, you know, really makes you thank God. I'm glad I went to so many of them because it could have been, it could have went from bad to real bad if yeah. it's, uh, you know, if you don't have those reps in. That's right. Definitely got to get the reps. Um, well, Vegas is come and gone. I know there's a little bit of indoor still getting kicked over, kicked around. Like it's kind of strange that indoor nationals is after Vegas. So I'm I'm kind of excited next year that Vegas will be the last one. But for everybody else in the in the archery world, I think besides Dave, we're all pretty much ready for ready for foam shooting season. Uh, so we wanted to take time to thank you guys for hosting this coming weekend's qualifier. Um, I know, I don't know. I know you guys have shot a lot of ASA. I don't know if you've ever hosted them before. So from, from me and everybody else that shoots foam, I'm sure even Dave's appreciative of it. Cause he, he's got something to talk to or talk about Monday morning. Um, really do appreciate you guys putting this second one on for us. And, uh, so let's tell everybody about the shoot, tell them where it's at, what, when it is and how to get there. Awesome. We'll do well. We've been working hard to put on a great shoot, and really we want to. Uh, we've shot a lot of the ASE qualifiers throughout the states and also the pro-ams, and we're trying to give everyone a good combination of a range that will prepare them for the different types of shots that they may see uh, while they're at the qualifiers or specifically training for Foley. But the Rogue Archer range, we are in Hugo, so we are about a mile east of Hugo, right on Hugo Lake. So I will post up some information on the Rogue Archer Facebook page with some screenshots on how to get there. Uh, Basically, they're going to go one mile north on Highway 93 from the Highway 70 and Highway 93 intersection and then turn back to the east about three quarters of a mile and just follow the signs. 
um, and we'll have a, an entrance. There's a big banner there at the entrance, and hopefully um, there will be lots of cars out there, so you'll be able to find it there. Um, we're going to kick off uh, registration, practice range. Everything will open at 8 o'clock, both Saturday and Sunday. We'll remain open until about 945, 930, 945. Then we will close up, kind of go over our, our pre-shot briefing, range assignments, and do a shotgun start at 10 a.m. both days. 10 a.m. start. I like it. More sleeping, less getting up early. Um, you guys are it, – it, it's a poke down to Hugo from the city. It's about three, three and a half. So I'm hoping yeah. we see – I hope we got guys that are, you know, out there making that gas money this week. That's right. You know, I've had messages from several from the city this week asking about start times and directions. So we're expecting, you know, folks from all over. And being a new course, I think uh, we, we, we hope they like what we put together for them. Perfect. And we, we talked to a couple of different state directors this week. We'll be able to be a bike qualifier with both Arkansas and Texas. So, guys, if you're not if you're not planning on shooting like the Southwest shootout or anything like that, this is a great opportunity to drive once and qualify for three different states all at one one weekend. So we'll definitely make sure to submit the paperwork that way. All you got to do is check a box for the other two states should be right. should be pretty easy. Um, so I, I hope that I hope that is something that gets that number up. Um, this past weekend we had 85. I think we had nine fun rounds in there. So that was about what the attendance was at the state championship last year. So and that was in one day because Sunday when the weather was miserable, we only had five shooters. So we we pulled 80 in a single day. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So. Tell them about your range. What what kind of terrain? Are they going to need mud boots? Anything to you know? Anything to bring that you can think of off the top of your head? Right now, the the weather this week has been pretty nice, and I've looked at the weather through the weekend. There will be a little bit of you know some mud, so I would I would probably go ahead and recommend some mud boots. Um, the ground stays a little saturated. You're going to have. Um, Varying terrain. We're going to have some shots, the longer shots that are out in the open. That, uh, and then we're going to have some that are kind of tucked in the woods, uh, the woods with a little bit more terrain uh, for those guys who are are judging. I might make it a little more challenging for them on the judging. Uh, but the majority of the course is going to be nice and dry. The lanes are are open and clear. Should be no issues. But as a backup, it's always good. Especially in Southeast Oklahoma to, to throw a pair of rubber boots in there just to prepare for the elements. We are bringing um, extra gravel in and, and things like that tomorrow to facilitate more parking. And uh, we will have vendor tents there. We're going to have a full practice range. Uh, so yeah, we're expecting, you know, we'd love to have 80 shooters out there, but we're going to, we're going to put the same show on whether we have 20 or 80. So we're going to try to do it right for everyone. 20, 20 or 120. I like it's a uh, it's three and a half from us. But if you get three and a half hours driving from Oklahoma City, Tulsa, two places in Texas, y'all are right by Paris. And, so you know, 30 Arkansas people to show up. Oh, man, we might we might be we might be six to a stake. I, you know what? I think that that may be right. And our, our home range or our home club is Archers for Christ in Paris. And we have so many friends there uh, that run that that are going to come up and that we will be traveling to Foley with the following weekend. So 
you know, that's why I really like this time frame is uh, for anyone who's planning to go to that kickoff pro-am event in Foley, uh, this is going to be a good opportunity to get those last reps in and, and work out the fine the fine tuning before you head south uh, to Foley. I could come and shoot it, but I need all of them to be at 20 yards and <laughs> printed on paper. Right, right. <laughs> I've shot my fair share of 3D, and um, I loved it. There was no doubt. We always tease. I get teased all the time about not doing it nowadays, but, Bud, we used to shoot three and four different ranges a weekend, yeah. and we'd hit two on Saturday, two on Sunday, and, gosh, we did that probably – 12, 14 years back years ago, back whenever it literally was a paper tournament, a three arrow NFAA paper tournament. And we used to shoot pictures of animals. Then I remember getting the first three or four McKenzie's and dude, that was amazing to look at. We thought that was the cat's meow. So, but anyway, back to your shoot, will there be refreshments on site and things like that for everybody? We will have some basic refreshments. We will have water stations and all those type of things. If it's cold enough, we may even have some hot chocolate and coffee out there for, for folks. Um, the good thing about our range is we are out by Hugo Lake, but still only about two miles, two and a half miles back into town uh, where we have you know, fast food. We have lots of options there for lunch. If anyone wants to leave, go grab something a little more substantial than a, than a Snickers bar and a, and a Dr. Pepper, then they have that option too. Only the nutritious stuff. <laughs> <laughs> those, you know, those were the first things that came to mind because that's my, those are my go-to right there. So. Well, I mean, that, that is something big. You're talking about doing Foley prep. And I think one thing you could throw in there to people is it might take two or three hours to shoot a, a 20 course qualifier. You better double it when you go to a pro-am and little, little baby bag of Snickers in there start getting a little blood sugar issue, pop that Snickers, and all of a sudden that target at 43 yards just glows at you. And, you know, three three targets later, you're starting to kind of fade again. So, yeah, you could be out there for four or five or six hours on 20 targets. Might need, you know, you need to think about those little things now instead of after you drive 14 hours to middle of nowhere Alabama. You oh, know, drive, sure. drive till you hit the ocean and stop. Yep. Yep. You know, it's, I, I turn into Betty White when I'm hungry, you know, and I think most other people too, do too, you know, the, the Snickers commercial there, but it is so true. And, you know, I've noticed with myself and Easton, you know, if we're not taking snacks on the range, you, know, you just get a little sluggish and shots start getting sloppy and your focus slips and, you know, it, it's the little details, yeah. you know, it's the little things like that. Easton, yeah. are you going to be shooting this range this weekend? I, I plan on it. Um, not exactly sure yet, just depending on where I'm needed as far as uh, helping out along the range. But yeah, what, yeah, what we'll class see. would you be shooting if you do? It'd be a K45. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I hear there's some fun guys in that group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we had we had some we had some good groups out there. Um, I want to just take one second and thank uh, for on this past weekend's qualifier. Dodie and Dwayne Schwinneberger. I know I didn't say that name right. Schwinneberger. They jumped in at the last minute and were helping us do our our groupings, our, our pe assigning people on different stakes. 
and we absolutely could not have got through Saturday without them. So if they hear this out there in the internet land, I appreciate you all both for helping Mary and I and all the Trosper crowd um, make that happen smoothly. Cause it was, you know, 10 o'clock and everybody walked off the practice bag and it, we're looking back like, are we done with the paperwork? Are we, are we all sorted on cards? They're like, Neil, just go talk for, you know, 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. Just, just kill some time. I was like, I'll, I was going to tell everyone where the restroom is, where the course starts on both ends and where the water was. And I was going to turn it. Right. Yeah. I didn't have anything. Um, didn't have anything major to say. So if you get that glazed over look from me this weekend, it's, not because I wasn't thinking about it. It's because I didn't have nothing to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. that was fun. Y'all missed a real a real good raw raw speech. So um, I'm sure that's going to be something y'all have y'all have seen enough of, and you're going to have plenty of help. And I think yeah. you said our our buddies from the Odd Vein Out crew are going to come down and set up a tent for us. Yep, yep. So we're going to have the Odd Vein Out. We're going to have um, uh, maybe a. a transition here a little bit but uh we will have our shot booth there as well uh, odd vein out is a partner of mine as well as last arrow archery uh and archery range and uh, we will have our shot booth set there uh people if if we'll be sharing information about what shot the 3d experience is uh we'll have a little bit of merchandise there for you too and uh if if you feel so inclined we'll sign you up for which any events you want or all of them while you're at the ASA qualifier. You know, I've, go. got, I've got a question for Neil and you, Tim. Um, let's say this thing blows up for you guys, and let's hope it does. Next year comes around, <laughs> and, you know, let's say you expect 120, 150 shooters. Is it feasible to do a round on Friday, say, starting at 2 or 3 in the afternoon, just to get a round in? And take the take some of that pressure off of the weekend if you got guys that can do that. A hundred percent, absolutely. And I'm, I may go ahead and mention it. Uh, if there is a need, um, you know, some of the trad shooters have asked about shooting an early round on Friday. We plan to have the courses set on Friday, but absolutely moving forward, um, you know, even uh, we'll 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 look at the options for Friday rounds and also adding a second course if we need to. We're so. I would love to grow into two courses or, or have a Friday option as well. Yeah. Just for the record, Tim had asked me months ago when we were planning this, that he goes, we can set two ranges if we need. And I think, I think based on the numbers this year, we might, we might be there sooner than we think, but we're not, we're not quite that big yet as far as needing, I think anything over 120, you're definitely going to need, but I don't know the last time Oklahoma's had 120 at a state championship, let alone, let alone a qualifier. I mean, I think we've only got to the 120 mark at state one time in the last five years. I think we had 121 three or four years ago. Right? And the reason, I, the reason I brought that up is Tim is at a unique situation compared to everybody else. So close to the other states that if they wanted to qualify – Man, just a little bit of advertising in those regions, man, it could very easily blow up. Yeah. Absolutely. We would we would love that. You know, something similar to the Southwest shootout, we love and, and help out with that. But also, you know, we are uh, about 15 miles north of the Texas state line and then maybe about 45 or 50 miles over to Arkansas. So, you know, we're in that 
that that tri-state area where we could really pull a lot of shooters in and we would love to do that that would be fun to do with the uh it, what used to be the it's still the south it's still the western region even though arkansas is not there but do the southwest swing shoot two ranges at your place friday saturday and then travel to paris and shoot saturday afternoon sunday and shoot two down there do it do it to it oh yeah a b c and d range that'd be cool a real a real battle of the border <laughs> i love it i love that yep i mean it's rough because you make a two-day thing a three-day thing automatically but you only got to shoot two on saturday and put one early and one late right that'd be good because you guys are how far from how far from paris oh we're about 30, about 30 minutes about 30 minutes oh, yeah. Yeah. so it's a just oh, a yeah. chip shot across the river okay well, I hope we pull a whole bunch of them this weekend. Um, I asked I asked Tara if she cared if this was a bi-state with Texas. Their qualifiers like way far away this weekend, so no issues there. So hope we have lots of Texans. Hope we have lots of Arkansas. If we can figure out how to get on their page and we'll, when you post on our, our group with the directions and everything, we'll try to share that in Arkansas and Texas as well just to – See if we can get too many people. We uh, we about ran out of sign up sheets on Saturday morning. I think we had eighty or eighty or ninety of them, and got down to the end of the stack about ten minutes before registration closed. So that was pretty cool. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. If you show up with a bow, it doesn't matter where you're from. We'll we'll figure out a class that you can shoot and get you fixed up for sure. Yeah, we had a uh, the biggest thing I ended up doing was writing in the trad class because I guess the new paperwork doesn't have it on there just from whatever was sent out. So we had to hand write in because Oklahoma still does 25 yard combined trad class, just like just like Texas. It's my new favorite phrase out there. Every time Neil says just like Texas, everybody takes a shot. Um, so that's the, that's been the running theme is we're going to, we want those guys to be able to have a place to come shoot and we want to, we want to see them out here. So definitely might have to think about that on those registration printouts that I didn't see trad on there. So I just drew a little box and wrote it in and checked the box and on okay. we went. All right. Yep. Sounds good. <laughs> Sometimes if it don't work, you just got to make it work last minute. Um, yeah. that doesn't have to be pretty, but For sure. tell us, uh, Tell us a little bit more about your your shot events you have coming up. I know you got about five of them planned between March and Ju- March and August, March and July. Yeah, so March through the end of June, actually. And um, I know earlier or last year, you guys actually had uh, Jeremy and Brian on to talk a little bit about what shot is. And um, <clears throat> we had our kickoff shoot last year at Hugo Lake State Park and. The best count we came up with, we had about 200 shooters and about that many more just spectators and visitors that came through. And uh, building off of that momentum, we wanted just to, to do it upright this year. And so we are <clears throat> going after five different venues. We're going to start at Mohawk Park in Tulsa, March 23rd, the 24th. And then we'll be at Arrowhead State Park on Eufaula, April 6th through 7th. Kaimishi back here in Hugo, May 4th and 5th, um, May 18th and 19th. This is a unique opportunity for us. We're going to be at the Choctaw Hunting Lodge. That's in Blanco. That's about a 44,000 acre ranch lodge. It's going to be an amazing venue there. We're excited about that one. And then lastly, we're going to finish up at Mulberry Mountain in um, in Mulberry, Arkansas. And that's uh, we're working through the National Forest to procure some uh, surrounding national forest land. Uh, but we have about 
a 700 acre ATV park there that will be set up on. All of our, our shoots are two day events, except for the finale at Mulberry Mountain. That will be a three day event. So we'll be doing novelty shots at every event. We have just some amazing sponsors, amazing prizes, more. We've really been blown away by the amount of support that we've gathered through this. And uh, we're excited about it. We will offer five courses at every event, uh, 20 target courses ranging from shot difficulty, from, you know, very extreme long shots, long walks to, you know, more moderate so that anybody can go through and shoot. Um, and then we'll have a designated trad course just for those trad guys to go through and really cater that to that class and that crowd. So um, there's something for everyone. And our target here is a little differently from ASA. We want to introduce people to foam shooting, right? So uh, I've got so many friends that are hunters and they're great deer hunters and bow hunters, but you can't drag them out on a 3D course for to save your life. So we're trying to engage them let them see what it's about in a fun environment and uh and then introduce them to the more competitive side later on as well so i was gonna say i, I don't care how we get them there if they come to the asa to get ready for shot i love it baby if they want to come to shot and get ready for the asa hey i'll see you there you know it. it's, yep. it, my calendar is absolutely full and if you guys haven't followed the shot 3d experience facebook page yet it has literally filled my timeline up announcing different giveaways. I've seen, I've seen optics. I've seen hunting blinds. I've seen catfish noodling trips. I've seen so many different giveaways that I don't know what my friends and family even look like anymore. I haven't seen them on Facebook. It's nothing but ASA popping up and shot the 3D experience. Just, I mean, it's, it's, it's lined up to where you don't have to get a big registration party get together it's a one day option or a two day option uh 45 for one day 80 for both days if i'm not mistaken you come pay one time you shoot as much as you want you shoot whenever you want you shoot with whoever in your group guys let's make this easy again because there's a lot of organizations that you have to jump through some hoops to pay a hundred and two hundred dollars to go shoot their events it's like man i don't pay that much for a pro-am i'm sorry you know if i'm gonna drive that far away and pay that much money there better be some there better be some fame and glory on the other end of it for me Um, absolutely we didn't want to price it out of where a family of four can't come out and you know it shouldn't cost four hundred dollars for a family of four to come out and enjoy a weekend of archery so and also you know we have so many giveaways that you mentioned Neil, neil that that's the good thing you know some of our uh, competitors, and I wouldn't say competitors, but other uh, 3D op- opportunities out there, you're not really, you're not walking away with the op- opportunity to win something or to take something home. And, you know, PSE has given us five bows. Uh, Bushnell has given us a full bino and uh, uh, optics pack with a rangefinder, harness, everything for every event. Um, Vista Outdoors has supported us with, with ground blinds to give away at every event. Broadhead Barn is doing, you know, six bows for kids and uh, all of our course sponsors. We, I mean, we've got uh, Oklahoma Drone Recovery, Buckhorn Archery, Antlers Motorsports, Bill Sporting Goods, Noctime Archery. So many have come forward to to give people an opportunity to take something home with them and not just, you know, feel like they leave a little empty handed. Leave leave with a bunch of money missing out of their wallets with their leave. That's right. (laughs) Um, 
but yeah, I'm I'm excited about about getting out there to it. I'm trying to set up a, a bow that's pretty similar to my competition bow with a little different arrows for it. Because I know you guys have some a little bit longer range stuff. I don't think I'm going to shoot the 25s at the 80 yarders. Um, so I'm I'm trying to get something a little a little flatter, a little quicker going for some of these uh some some of these events. Um, what was I gonna, what was I gonna say? Um, you guys are going to have a, basically a vendor village set up there. There's a couple shops that are going to have presses. Um, hopefully a couple more tents will pop up here and there. Um, I've talked to some of the colleges about trying to get a booth that they can use for recruitment because a lot of them have, have a shooting budget and then they have a recruitment budget that's totally (laughs) separate. And what I'm told is a lot of those colleges might like them to spend some of that recruiting money on going places where there's kids and families and young people. Because I tell you what, if I known if I'd have known ten years ago that you could shoot uh, shoot collegiate archery and major in tournament bass fishing, I probably wouldn't have gone to law school. I'd, I'd have had a much I'd have had a much better day job. I tell you that much. So I think it's a great opportunity to, you know, make it a big festival. You're a, you're a Leonard Skinner cover band away from having a full weekend. That's well, you know what? Now you may say that, but we are planning some evening activities too. So we, we, you never know. We may have a cover band there. One or one or two events in the evening that's, for something to do. So that, that's my favorite thing about it. Cause you go to these competitions and it's like, you drive there early in the morning you bang out your 20 errors, you pay your money, you do your forms and then you go home. And you don't get to sit around and and see all these people that are part of the community. That's really what, I mean, yeah, I'm going to go shoot my 20 arrows for score, but I want to see my buddies. I want to see people I haven't seen since last year, you know, maybe haven't, haven't showed them a picture of the deer I killed yet. Just all all the good stuff that you get from hanging out with you, with the archery crowd that I think your event is what caters to just having a lot of fun. Man, a hundred percent. Yes. I mean, we love, talking about gear, you know, sitting around, what, Hey, what boots are you running elk hunting this year? What pack works for you? You know, so it's, it's a lot more than just archery. It's getting out there and trying out, you know, what works, what other people have done, you know, your successes over the last years and uh, just hanging out, you know, and, and it, it does, it takes some of the pressure off from the competition of ASA and you can, you can breathe a little bit, you know, and have some fun. That's, that's what we want it to be about. I like it. I like it. Out on your courses, are you particularly strict at the shot on people shooting multiple shots? If it's a long one and first one doesn't land where they want, is that something that is allowed or is that frowned upon? You know what? As long as it's a practice tip, you can shoot your whole quiver at it. We don't care. You shoot until you feel satisfied. And you know what? That's the other thing. Uh, One of the, the, the common questions we get is, well, I don't have a pin for 100 yards. If we have an elk at 100 yards, well, shoot to your comfort level. We will have a stake if you want to try it from that distance, but move up to 50 yards, move up to 30 yards, whatever your capabilities are based on your equipment and, uh, and just have fun and talk some smack, you know, get a group of guys together. I tell them it's like a golf scramble. You know, we may all suck at golf, but we're going to talk as much smack as anybody. So we're going to have fun doing it. That's that's what it's all about. I'd say definitely if you're out there and you guys want to slow down, be be mindful if there's a group behind you, you know, let them let them shoot through. Don't hold them up all day. That's how you make friends and instead of yelling at somebody in the parking lot. So just kind of be be cognizant of that. But make it make a half day. If you're only going to shoot two or three of the courses, you know, you don't have to shoot all five of them. Um, I think it would be fun to bring a recurve, um, shoot the shoot the trad course. The the wife's yeah. been trying to do do some barebow stuff. Do y'all, do y'all allow those, those barebow people to shoot your trad courses? 
Oh, for sure. For sure. And even that, the, the younger kids that are shooting mass bows, you know, we want, we encourage them to come out too. you know, no sides, bare bow, just come out and enjoy it. If, if it shoots now, we, the only thing we are not doing this year that we did last year, uh, we're not allowing crossbows this year just for some of our safety, you know, um, uh, and insurance requests, things like that. So we're not, we're not isolating crossbows, but just right now it's not something that we can accommodate. Yeah, I understand. I understand. There's a place for it. Come out to the ASA. We got a crossbow class yeah. for you. Absolutely. We got a crossbow. I, I can tell you three different ranges in Oklahoma that we can't have an ASA at because they won't let crossbows shoot. It's not you guys personally. It's yeah. just it's just part of being in the archery game. Um, that's a that's like the designated hitter rule in baseball. Some people like it. Some people, do, you know, it just you, you know it don't matter where you stand on it. And we all just kind of live with it. So. Um, that ain't, that ain't a battle that we have to fight, fortunately. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be, it's going to be just a jam packed summer full of flinging arrows. Um, like I don't want to tell people, come on, come on, get ready. You know, I shot this last weekend. I'd moved my peep site. I'd moved everything. I had no idea what my tape was looking like. I shot a 44 yarder for 46 yards and still hit a nickel low. That's why I guess I'll be nickel Neil for another week. Um, so you, you can find out when it, while you're out there, you know, come to shop. We'll have a, a couple of shops there. Might try to bring one of my presses and a paper tuner, drawboard, that kind of stuff. If you're not dialed in, we'll get you dialed in. You know, it's full. It's Saturday, Sunday. Come out, see, hit the practice bags, that kind of thing. So use it as an opportunity. Don't let it stress you out like, oh, I got to get ready for it. Every archery shop in the world is, is busy right now because tack registration opened. And it's like, where have y'all been all winter? You know, where, where were you when we were hammering away at 20 yards in the, in the cold months and stuff like that? So, you know, don't make it like this big thing you have to get ready for. Just stay ready. You know, if you're not there, come on out. We'll get you there because there's a lot of people that know more about it than me. probably know more about it than some of our listeners, and they're willing to willing to help you. I mean, oh, yeah. look at uh, – shout out to anybody that's looking at the G2 page on their, their – they just started their uh, intro to archery four-week course it's like a month long and i'm seeing people that used to you know be launching them all over the paper that are shooting them all in the yellow now so it's just use use these organizations that are putting these events on and these classes and stuff to um you know make yourself better you're not you know it doesn't really matter if you're that good or not you can always learn just a little bit more so i think it's going to be and it's you, gonna be a good you time. Great, you got a great guy, Ryan, at G two. I mean, you can't learn from you know much better than that too. So he's a, a great guy and doing great things uh, for those those new archers and people who just want to get better, like you said. So. Yeah. Well, I've got a very important question, and not trying to lead away from everything, but this is this is leaned for Easton. Um, when you and your dad go and shoot. <laughs> You know where this is going. <laughs> Who has to buy ice cream because they got low score? Well, usually he's going to say, you know, sprinkles are for winners top deal, but <laughs> I think I definitely I, I beat him most times. So. <laughs> I'm trying to remember, though, our last tack event, we were at Sunlight Mountain this past summer, and I did I end up with more 12s than you? I, you know, I. That, it was a close race. It, it was close. I'll say, I'll say. Well, I just drew the line in the sand for the family supper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have uh, kind of acknowledged that, you know, it's, I'm, I'm cheering him on at this point. Now, it's 
you know what it is? It's like, you know, the painter, it's, it's the painter's house that needs to be painted. And it's the mechanic's car that never really runs just right. Now that I've been you know, doing all this archery, these events, I'm not getting to shoot as much. So I'm going to blame it on that. Right. So. That's right. It's all part of the, it's all part of the journey. I remember my dad used, he used to work on my bows and put stuff on it for me. And now I'm fighting the battle of trying to get him to shoot with a little more weight on his back bar. He, he don't like, he don't like that back bar. He shoots in the short, the short bars and pins division. He don't want no part of it. And everybody out there has got 10 or 12 ounces on a back bar. I said, look at them all. Makes yeah. the balance better. He thinks, it makes you miss, he thinks it makes you miss low because the bow's too heavy. I don't know. Ethan, what are you running on your back bars right now? Uh, He's like 21 ounces on the back and about 19, 20 on the front. <laughs> Good so, gosh almighty. <laughs> young muscles. Yeah. It, it's it's slow pin movement. You know, if I can get it up in the yellow, it's usually good. <laughs> Golly. Yeah. I've got 19 on the back and three and two-thirds on the front. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's it's, like a, picking up a log, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought I had a heavy bow, and then you pick up someone like his. It's like, God almighty. What is your total bow weight? Have you ever just weighed it? Is no. it 10 pounds? A little scared, you know. I think I think I'd be cutting off some weight if I knew the total, the what it actually weighed. I'd probably, you know, about cut that in half if I knew. Fair enough. I, I get that. I yeah. get that. Yeah. So. Well, we'll be sure when we post this, we'll post your shot schedule in the comments, and then we'll post whatever you put out on directions to the range for this weekend. Um, I appreciate you guys again. I'll let you get get back to uh setting your range up i hope we have a good turnout um i know it's going to be a little colder but y'all bundle up get you get go to walmart hot hands are on clearance right now because deer season's <laughs> over get you a bag of them we're gonna get through it if not i might have an extra or two um but i really do appreciate you guys out there everything you're doing to promote the sport and to grow it for people it's 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 people like you that make this summer just absolutely fun all right Man, we love it. We're glad to be a part of it. Well, thanks for joining sure. us. We'll get this out there real quick, okay, so that people will know um, how to find it and what's going on this weekend. Y'all, tell us, your, uh, tell us your social media if you got any handles one more time or pages we need to follow just one more time for people at home. Sure. So uh, on Facebook, since uh, we're more local, we're doing Facebook at The Rogue Archer, and that's R-O-G-U-E, Archer. And then our shot information is shot the 3D experience or www.shot3dx.com. There you go. You all got it. You know where to follow us along. Hit that like button, hit subscribe, go invite your friends to listen along. I know you all care about what I have to say about archery so much. It's nothing better to do but listen to a bunch of old stories about could have been a good one and, oh, man, I'd have had it except for this or that. But um, appreciate y'all listening along. Uh, come see us this weekend. Come see us this summer. Uh, we're still doing jackpots at the Okie Land Bow Hunters and Pro Shop on Wednesday night. Um, y'all grab your bows. It's go time. All right, everybody. We appreciate you. Thanks for joining in, Tim and Easton. All right. Take care, Thank guys. You. Bye. Take care. <laughs>